everybody out there. I'm Dr. Deb Johnston, welcoming you to Prairie Doc Radio. This is a program of the Healing Words Foundation, a 501c3 founded by my late partner, Dr. Rick Holm. Our late partner, Dr. Rick Holm. I am filling in today as our Prairie Doc Radio host. I'm a family physician with Avera Medical Group Brookings and enjoy being part of the Prairie Doc team of physicians. And with us today is my partner, Dr. Jill Cruz. Dr. Cruz's specialty is also family medicine. She also works with the Avera Medical Group Brookings and volunteers as part of the Prairie Doc team of physicians. We are here to answer your medical questions, so give us a call at 605-692-1430. That number again is 605-692-1430, and you never know what we'll start talking about if you don't give us questions. So, you know, with me, it'll probably be vaccines, and who knows with Dr. Cruz. Well, she'll surprise us. Good morning, Jill. Good morning. It's it's good to be here. People will see what it's like in our office. Since, uh, <laughs> due to COVID, we've been sharing an office, and we talk to each other a lot. Yes, <laughs> we do. Day. I don't get my work done. <laughs> Me either. <laughs> We're a little distractible talking about things and commenting on the state of the world. Yes. But it's also really nice because I have a, a built-in someone to bounce ideas off and, and help me think about things I may not have thought about Otherwise, it's just kind of a built-in second opinion when there's something that's not quite straightforward. We do that a lot with each other. We do. And that is a a wonderful part about being part of of a team and uh, having a good partner to practice with you. I used to do that all the time with Rick. Even though our offices were on opposite ends of the building, I'd particularly run down with EKGs and, and ask him, hey, what do you think about this? And, of course, with his wealth of experience, that was was really a great thing. And now we certainly have a lot of worthy heirs to to that role in our lives with uh, Dr. Evans and Dr. Cecil and our other partners. So we're in good shape. So what's on your mind today, Jill? Well, um, we're getting into the show for this week is going to be the eye show so i would be remiss if i did not bring up that topic so we're talking we have two wonderful ophthalmologists uh, signed up with us my uh, knowledge of eyes is quite limited aside from uh, my brother who is an eye doctor he's an optometrist so you know i spent a lot of time uh, when i was growing up playing with his ophthalmoscope and looking at the back wall of the eye, thinking that was the coolest thing in the world. So my brother's 12 years older than me. So when he was in um, optometry school, I was you know, still in like middle school. Yeah. So I had a lot of fun playing with his tools, looking at the eye. And um, remember when he was a student that we all came up and had an eye exam and, and just seeing you know, all the neat um, equipment that eye doctors have. I mean, they've got really cool tools. They do. And and they're very specialized tools that those of us in primary care really don't have access to and wouldn't know how to use if we did. And the eye is really, really cool. Your essay today uh, or this week Mm -hmm. talked about how all the things that can be detected by looking at the back of the eye, and, and, and that is just so true. Yes, and, and it, is, it is fun. Um, I ended up actually shadowing with his um, 
uh, boss when I was in college and, and thinking about going into medicine. So he worked with an ophthalmologist. So an optometrist is what we talk about when you talk about eye doctor, the one that you go to see to check your vision, you know, which is better, one or two, three or four. Yeah. So he, he does that. Uh, and the doctor he worked with was an ophthalmologist that did the cataract surgeries and, you know, is a physician who specializes in the eye. So um, I came up one time during spring break and shadowed with his doctor for a day. And my brother just told me, had the admonition, don't do anything embarrassing. <laughs> that, well, that sounds like a sibling. <laughs> I, I embarrassed him because uh, during the visit, uh, there was a patient that came in for a visit that had... Um, an eye condition and they needed an injection into the eye and I watched the injection into the eye and I waited till the needle was safely down on the table and then I hit the floor (laughs) (laughs) so I that was my every doctor has a story about the time they passed out that is my one and only time of passing out in medicine was when I was shadowing with my brother's boss That's that's a pretty good one. Um, And, you know, I think most of us are uh, extra sensitive about our eyes. Yes, Um, they're very valuable to us, which is why that routine eye care is so important. You know, when you come in to see us in the office and and we get out our little ophthalmoscope and, and look in your eye. You know, we can see some things, but I always like to tell patients it's like I'm looking through the keyhole into the next room, right. and you really see only a, a very small part of what there is to see. So uh, that eye doctor visit is is extremely important to make sure that your eyes are healthy and, and to pick up symptoms of of medical disease like diabetes. You talked about yeah. diabetes in there, high blood pressure, certain um, conditions that affect the brain can show up in the eye. So those eye doctors are, are very valuable parts of the team. So Definitely. Yep, yep. So um, it is time for our first break, and we're going to be going to our first break now. We thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio on KBRK and on our podcast. Please call us now at 605-692-1430 with any medical concerns that you may like us to address. You've got two primary care doctors here. We can take a stab at just about anything. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. Shingles, also called herpes zoster, is a painful rash disease. Shingles can lead to severe nerve pain called postherpetic neuralgia that can last for months or years after the rash goes away. Shingles is caused by the varicella zoster virus, the same virus that causes chickenpox. If you've had chickenpox, you can get shingles. Almost one out of three people in the United States will develop shingles in their lifetime. You can get shingles at any age, but it's more common in older adults. Older adults also are more likely to have severe disease. The Center for Disease Control recommends that people age 50 and older get the shingles vaccine called Shingrex. Set an appointment to discuss shingles with your provider at the Avera Medical Group Brookings. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Dr. Deb Johnston, and Dr. Jill Cruz and I are here to discuss your medical questions. Give us a call at 605-692-1430. 
Well, of course, you know what's on my mind, Jill. Yes. Yes. COVID. COVID. COVID, 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 COVID. All COVID all the time in my brain. Yes. So, of course, the vaccine rollout is really going very well here in Brookings. We've had uh, really good participation. So thank you, everybody out there who's gotten your vaccine. And everybody who has not yet gotten their vaccine should know that the next community vaccine centers are scheduled for April 15th and April 22nd. So those do need to be uh, pre-registered for. They are not taking walk-ins, but you do need to uh, make that appointment time. And if you need assistance with transportation, uh, you can schedule a free ride in advance uh, using uh, the beta bus if you call their number, uh, 605-692-2222. So we don't want uh, access to transportation to be a barrier for anyone getting out there. Yes. So this is a great opportunity. I've had lots of people coming and and telling me, including my own family members, just how smoothly that process went, how wonderfully organized it was, how fast and easy. So, you know, you just you go through the website and what's the address of that website there, Jill? Uh, Here we go. Visit brookingshealth.org slash pod, P-O-D. You know what I've been doing when I'm trying to look up that information for patients? I just Google Brookings, South Dakota vaccine, COVID vaccine, and usually it'll come up in, in the first little few hits. Um, You can also go to the state public health Department of Health website and they will have a list by county of where you can get your vaccines and it will take you to the right link to to sign up. All four of the pharmacies in town have vaccine and are um, giving people vaccine. You have to sign up once again for a appointment for that, Um, but you can certainly do that. They will let you know which vaccine is available, which one you're likely to get. Uh, There are two different types of vaccines. The mRNA vaccine is the Moderna and the Pfizer, and then the Johnson & Johnson vaccine is a little different. The Moderna and Pfizer vaccines, as most people know, are two shots. The Johnson & Johnson is just one shot. People sometimes ask me, which one should I get? It does not matter. It really does not matter. Get, get, get any the of one them. you can get. Get the one you can get. The Johnson & Johnson is great for people who maybe are having a hard time thinking, oh, geez, now i got to do this again, and I've got a rigid time I've got to do it on. I can't just say, well, I'll go get that second vaccine whenever. They will tell you when you will come. So that Johnson & Johnson vaccine is really good for for people who don't want to be bothered um, by having to come in for a second shot, uh, which I think is most of us uh, would really rather not be bothered. And I do have some people that are very needle phobic. So the idea of having to come in a second time just strikes terror in their hearts. And they just want to be one and done and be protected. And I have some people who just don't want to be exposed to anything any more than they have to be so the idea that they can they go and get that Johnson and Johnson and they don't have to be exposed to all those other people more than once is very appealing and that is that is just fine there's been a lot of talk about uh, different efficacies between the vaccine what do you tell people about that Jill you know I'm saying they are very effective so you know are you going to haggle over percentage like 
minuscule percentage points, like tenths of a point. I really, this is better efficacy than a lot of our other vaccines yes. that we routinely give. So I would not worry about, you know, 98.2 versus 98.6 versus 99. I mean, yeah. And the other thing that I tell people when they're worried about that Johnson and Johnson vaccine, that was tested under different conditions. Mm -hmm. So if I'm testing my car and I say, oh, well, I have I have a 95% accident avoidance rate on the interstates of South Dakota versus a 95 accident avoidance rate in, or an 88% accident avoidance rate um, in the streets of New York. They're very different conditions. So you really can't compare head to head those two vaccines. The most important thing is they are both highly effective at prevent, or they are all highly effective at preventing severe illness, hospitalizations, mm -hmm. and death. And, yeah. and our data is really showing that now. Our number of hospitalizations for yes. people 80 and over has plummeted. Yes. And unfortunately, now we're getting people in their 40s and 50s in the hospital now yes. with severe disease. I mean, that's, uh, I've worked at the hospital, you know, I, I do sometimes hospitalist weekends, and that's what we're seeing now. We're seeing younger people with severe COVID. Now with these new variants, it's, you know, it's scary. It's very scary. Younger and uh, people that don't have underlying health conditions that are ending up hospitalized and extremely sick. So we, we can't let our guard down. It's really important that we keep wearing our masks and minimizing our interactions and, and get that vaccine just as soon as you can. It is really important, and that's going to be our window yep. out of this this pandemic and now it's open to everyone 18 and older yeah i mean so now there's no you know it's we've been rolling it out to the high-risk people the high-risk people have had their chance had their chance so don't feel like you're you need to save a dose for someone else get your dose for you yep get your dose just as soon as you can and it is actually available to people 16 and over uh, however the caveat is the 16 and 17 year olds need to get the pfizer vaccine and the Pfizer vaccine has very specialized storage requirements, so you will need to look a little harder for that one. And there are studies underway yes. for uh, younger. younger people. Yep. So I'm really Down to six months. Yes, I'm really hopeful that we'll be able to get younger children vaccinated. Um, hopefully, even some of the older school age kids before mm -hmm. school starts, and I think that will be very helpful for getting us out of this mess that we're in yep all right well looks like we're time for our second break here thank you mu so much for listening to prairie doc radio on kbrk and on our podcast again call in now at 605-692-1430 with any medical concerns you would like us to address our programs are available on apple Podcasts. just look for the prairie doc wherever you get your podcasts today's program will be added to the podcast soon we will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. It is important as we age to add strength training to aerobic exercises. These activities will help you build strength, maintain bone density, and improve balance, coordination, and mobility, and reduce the risk of falling so that you can stay independent and perform activities of daily life. Talk with your provider at the Avera Medical Group Brookings about strength training and get started today. 
And welcome back. We are glad to talk to you guys today about anything that's on your mind medically. Any other pressing topics or things that you want to talk about, Deb? Oh, you know, I think that it would be really worthwhile to encourage people, even though we've been talking about how the pandemic's not over, we still have to be careful, we still have to wear our masks and wash our hands and and stay in small groups and socially distance. We still need to be thinking about that preventative and routine care. Um, yes. Yes. Yep. There was a study I was just reading um, out in California when the lockdown first happened, when they had that first shutdown, um, that mammogram and pap smear screening um, rates dropped by 80%. And then when the lockdown was lifted, they resumed, but they were still 25% lower than they had been previously. So this is not good if, if we're letting stuff go and progress. So, yes. you know. Yes. And, and it, I had read something about that as well, talking about how rates of uh, breast cancer diagnosis now are going up and uh, at a later stage. So that is, of course, the big concern. We want to be sure that people are getting their preventative screenings, their routine health care, because the whole point is to catch things as early as possible. All right. Excellent uh, call-in question here. Oh, yes. Someone asked, how long does the vaccine last and will we need to get it again in a year? I know a study just came out this week saying that they have shown antibodies for at least six months for people who have received the vaccine. So that's saying at least six months protection. Uh, since this is a new vaccine, you we're kind of waiting for the study groups and when they retest yep. and say, okay, now it's good for six months and, you know, another yep. six months now we'll be able to say whether it's good in 12 months so we don't we don't, we don't know, know. Yet. we don't, we don't know, know how yet. long it will last but so far the people who have received the vaccine in the trials are continuing to show antibodies and protection yep so the answer we don't know how long it will last um i will not be surprised if it ends up being something that we need a, a booster for periodically particularly given the variants um, that we are, you know, just like with influenza, part of the reason that we need an annual flu shot is because the efficacy of the vaccine wanes. But a big part of the reason is because we see different strains of influenza circulating each mm -hmm. year. So every year, the powers that be, the, the smart people who think about these things, try to decide which strains we're likely to see in the fall and then they make those vaccines and there's a big lead up time in, in making those vaccines so they can't wait until we see the the flu season starting they've got to decide that earlier in the year and manufacture the vaccine and some years they make really good guesses and the vaccine works really well and some years the guess isn't so good and mm -hmm. it doesn't work as well so I, I don't think any of us will be surprised if we need boosters periodically. No. And we need boosters for other vaccines. I mean, Absolutely. pertussis wears off, tetanus wears off. So, you know, it's not unheard of to need a booster not for a all. vaccine. E so e even for vaccines where the disease itself doesn't change, mm -hmm. we need boosters, boosters. like that yep. tetanus shot. But it is lasting shots. longer than natural immunity. So, you know, we're finding people that did receive covid uh, have COVID, they are having their immunities t wear off around that 90-day kind of three-month yep. mark. So, you know, we have seen people get COVID a second time. 
Yeah, uh, you know. And so relying on saying, well, I prefer natural immunity. You know, the vaccine actually is giving you a longer lasting yeah. immunity than natural immunity from receiving the disease. Let's talk about how vaccines work. That is Be- a wonderful idea. I, I think that there's a lot of misunderstanding about how vaccines work. Jill, how do you explain that to people? How do I explain it? I say the vaccine basically is training your soldiers how to recognize and fight the enemy. Yes. It, it gives your immune system a chance to practice mm-hmm. on a weakened or ineffective or in, in, ineffective? Hmm. Uninfective? Uninfective? I'm, I'm not sure what the word should be. Non-infectious? Non-infectious. Some, some vaccines are made from killed versions of the organism. Some vaccines are made from weakened versions of the organism we're trying to fight from. As time has gone by, we've moved more to bits, mm-hmm. bits of whatever of it. it is that we're mm-hmm. trying to learn to fight. So there's a lot fewer antibodies in modern vaccines because we're able to to develop just a target little bit like this right. wonderful new mRNA technology mm-hmm. that lets you um, lets us harness our own bodies. Uh, systems that manufacture proteins in order to manufacture a little bit of that COVID vaccine or COVID virus right. to learn how to fight it. So it'd be like if your soldiers are in the military and they need to know to identify the enemy, they don't need to know what the entire soldier looks like. They just need to know what the flag on their uniform looks like to say, that's the bad guy. That's the bad guy. That's yep. the one so I need to fight. we're showing them this is what the flag looks like that you need to know that's your enemy. Yes. So it's an important topic. Mm-hmm. And we had a question come in, and I think we will answer that question after our next break. Yeah. <sighs> we thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio on KBRK and on our podcast. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. Stroke is the fifth leading cause of death in the United States. A stroke occurs when a clot blocks the blood supply to part of the brain or when a blood vessel in or around the brain burst. In either case, parts of the brain become damaged or die. Stroke can cause weakness or numbness of an arm or leg on one side of the body or even one side of the face. It can also affect speech, language, vision, memory, emotions, and behavior. Talk with your provider about stroke prevention. Call the Vera Medical Group Brookings at 697-9500 for an appointment. Bob had a great comment while we were on break. Yes, it was fabulous. It was a fabulous comment. It was a question that somebody else had called in about um, asking, you know, I've had my shots. Why do I need to keep wearing my mask? Jill? Well, how do we know that you had the shot i mean it's i think it sets a good example that's one reason i keep wearing my mask out in the community is you know i i i am a doctor i have had my vaccines i've had them since you know january yeah december january is when when we got got our first our first yes but no one knows that Uh, you know i'm not stamped on the forehead vaccinated you know so i do it out of respect for everyone else and out of just basically an abundance of caution. Caution, yep. Because, again, we've got those new variants out there and just a, a lot of potential. The other question um, was, I- even though I've had my vaccine and I'm probably not going to end up in the hospital, can I get it and spread it? 
And the answer is yes. Yes. It, when we first started rolling out the vaccine, we were really unsure about that. Now it looks like we're probably at least less contagious, contagious and right. less likely to get it. If you don't get it, you're not going to spread it. But we still don't have really solid data on that. So it's a mark of respect for the people around me that I keep wearing my mask and for the public health issue. And we did have a question call in that somebody got tired of hearing us babble about vaccines and COVID. um, And they would like some information about Prolia for osteoporosis, side effects, cost, activity level and dangers or concerns. So Prolia is a really good um, medication for osteoporosis. Actually, it's the one that my mother uses. Aha. Uh-huh. So, and it works by um, kind of helping your bones are kind of a scaffolding. So they're not solid. They've got kind of like spaces in between. And when you have osteoporosis, there's more space between the bone cells than there is solid bone. What Prolia does is kind of sits in those spaces and helps encourage new scaffolding to be built. So uh, the issue with Prolia is that after that scaffolding is kind of built, it kind of goes out of the bone and and leaves it. Some of the other medications, like the bisphosphonates, they actually go in and interchelate and bind to the bone. So once that medication goes in, it's bound there and it stays there permanently. Uh, And... One of the concerns or side effects is that is if you keep taking that continuously for you know decades, um, you can run the risk of having more of the medication than, than the bone. Than bone, <laughs> and that's when people end up getting these side effects with the damage to the jaw, or um, what we call an atypical hip fracture. So the very thing you're trying to prevent, you can end up getting by using it too long, uh, because you're getting more medication. Prolia is different, where it goes in, does its job, and then goes out of the system. So that is one thing that I like with the Prolia as opposed to some of the other ones. And Prolia is an injection and it's every six month, isn't that right? I I always have to look that up. It's an every six month injection. Um, And sometimes when you stop using the Prolia, you you increase your risk of fracture. Yeah. So one of the advantages of the bisphosphonates is that they have a you stop using it, but your fracture risk stays lower for quite a while. Yeah. So, so there's pros and cons to all of these osteoporosis medications. Medicines, absolutely. All right, and on, we have managed to chatter away an hour here. I know. I know. This is something. Before we go. Please be sure to tune in to South Dakota Public Broadcasting Television and the Prairie Doc face page, Facebook page for On Call with the Prairie Doc most Thursdays starting at 7 p.m. Central Time. This Thursday, April 8th, Dr. Cruz will be discussing our eyes and how they are a window to your health. Join her. Thursday night as Dr. Gail Bernard of Rapid City Medical Center and Dr. Elizabeth Atchison of Ophthalmology Limited in Sioux Falls answer questions about eye diseases and conditions. Tune in tomorrow night at 7 p.m. on South Dakota Public Broadcasting Television. We hope that you've enjoyed our Prairie Doc radio program and will listen again for Prairie Doc on KBRK brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings. Please follow The Prairie Doc on Facebook and YouTube for free and easy access to the entire Prairie Doc library. Visit www.prairiedoc.org.
and look for Prairie Doc wherever you find your podcasts. My thanks to Dr. Jill Cruz for joining us today. And as Rick would say, stay healthy out there, people. 